Hey everyone, welcome to Smash Trivia. I'm your host, Smash Trivia John. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and Instagram by searching Smash Trivia to follow everything happening with me. I'll be the boy with the big old green head in the profile picture. I'm so excited to get into this. This is the Gamma Analysis. Basically, in this series, I'm going to review everything Hulk, all the movies and TV shows, and maybe I could get into comics at some point, but that's a while off. Hope you enjoy. Smash Trivia presents the Gamma Analysis. I want to ask everyone listening if they could please do sign for me. Please share the hell out of this podcast with all your friends because I really want to get the Gamma Analysis to be big enough that by the time She-Hulk comes out, maybe I could become pressed and either get the first episode early or be invited to premiere or even just get one of the press goodie bags. For this episode, I'm going to review the second episode of the 80s Incredible Hulk animated series. Our co-host today is Rob from the Weekly Meet Podcast. How are you doing, Rob? I am fantastic. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. So my, uh, my trivia question for you today is, uh, is during this storyline, Hawk was chosen as one of the worthy and transformed into Null, the, dis- uh, the breaker of worlds. Can you name the storyline? I cannot. I okay. will, I'll I have will... to wait till the end. All right. Uh, I will. Uh, I will give the answer later in the episode. And as I always uh, say, I highly recommend watching the episode before you listen to this podcast. Because while I do try uh, I to talk about everything in the episode, oh, there are a lot of times where I will miss saying "ing," uh, and also just being the commentary on the episode, it may not make a whole lot of sense if you're just listening to the episode of oh, the podcast. Uh, so this week, the the podcast that I want to shout out is the Verbal Diorama podcast. Uh, as I listened to her, her Batman 89 episode, and it was absolutely fantastic. She not only reviews the film, but also goes into uh, a lot of interesting history on both the character and how the film came to be. So definitely check him out, uh, them out if you like a very in-depth geeky review uh, so uh, oh let's get into this review this episode is titled prisoner of the monster Ooh, yes so uh oh first thing and i wanted to mention as we uh as we start our um talking about the episode is so I noticed, uh, I was, and this is, I noticed this because of uh, as of the She-Hulk trailer came oh, yeah, out uh, last night. I'm, I think there was, a, uh, there's a moment in the She-Hulk trailer. It's kind of a callback to a moment in the intro to this series, as uh, as in the She-Hulk trailer, or uh, Bruce uh, has um as Jen trying uh, uh, and in this room where she has to transform or a shrinking wall will kill her. And I, th- I, I thought that that, that callback is, is kind of cool. Yeah. So I wanted to, I definitely wanted to mention that on the uh, this episode. And the, uh, though those who are listening to this, it will not be the, uh, a, the day after the She-Hulk trailer came out, but it will, uh, but it is for us, for us as we're recording this. Yeah, I love that trailer, and wow. you're you're right that that stress room or whatever the stress chamber, um, 
total throwback as soon as i saw her hands go into it i was just like oh wow they're doing it and then yeah. she ripped when she rips oh, the God. door off i was like this is it i that was that uh, that was my favorite scene in the yeah. trailer I, I i really loved that too i, I like um have you seen my reaction and video to the trailer yet i have not i've been okay. working well all it's day. all right it's all right but but um uh, i remember when i was reacting to it so uh, oh though you can't hear me very well on the video because i this is my first time ever doing a reaction video so i'm not good at it but um uh, uh, during that scene i thought it was really funny i uh, so uh, basically at the same time as uh, i'm as hawk was saying yes 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 i was literally saying yes 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 this is so cool and then and then as she broke the door down i i also just as hawk was saying no 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 i was saying no 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 (laughs) (laughs) oh man that was great uh, and I'm so excited for She-Hulk. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a fantastic series. And you know, I honestly, I, I, I know every, everyone is complaining about the CGI, but I kind of liked how it looked. I like how it looks, and we still have time before it yeah. actually airs for them to clean it up. They just wanted to give us a taste of something like sh- yeah. oh, sh- shame, shame on Marvel and Disney for trying to give us something to look forward to. Yeah, uh, yeah, I actually I think she looks pretty good. Another scene in it that I really loved was uh, uh, the scene at the end where she's carrying the guy uh, I to her bedroom. Yeah, I thought that was really cool, and like. Is signed that would happen in a She Hulk comic. Yeah, the uh, the if I'm not mistaken, I haven't looked it up yet, but the the list of guys that she's dating at the end of the trailer, uh, one of them I think is a former WWE wrestler. Yeah, I I, I saw that apparently, yeah, that's one of the actors who, who plays them, and I, there's also uh, also though it's not confirmed, but they uh, but. There is one um, frame in the uh, hey trailer while she's looking at that dating app that has that has in the reflection. It looks like it may be Matt Murdock. Huh. So that's that's gonna be cool. Uh oh. Which, which I have heard some rumors that uh, that Matt Murdock and She Hulk could be getting it on, getting it on in a very physical way in the, uh, in the show, which I'm which definitely excites me i right. think that would be cool a uh, really cool um yeah so oh uh, that shows it's gonna be amazing what thing at least uh if, I, I can't imagine that they uh it ends up not being amazing i right. think there's there's no chance of that and like it's gonna be it's gonna feel yeah it's gonna probably feel different from everything else marvel's done but before Guardians of the Galaxy, that felt di- uh, that everyone thought that was gonna flop because it was gonna be different than everything else. But exactly, it ended up being something that everybody loves. Yep, uh, except for my wife. <laughs> uh, well, sadly, uh, sadly, it can't be for everyone. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, oh uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, uh, quickly me- uh, mention a little bit about the She-Hulk trailer before, uh, as we're going into this. This is the first podcast episode I've recorded since that uh, came out. So I, I'm 
really happy to be able to talk to someone about it because uh, though I have talked in some messages to people about it, I haven't really actually talked right uh, physically to people uh, about it. So that's that's uh, really nice. Oh man. So oh. Let's see. The, uh, the next thing I, I wrote down my notes. So the uh, the episode starts with us seeing this cabin, uh, cabin camping area sort of thing, and Hulk emerging from the forest and scaring everyone who's packing up to leave the cabins. And then uh, Hulk sent a van barreling for no apparent reason, but uh, uh, it seems. But I really enjoyed watching Hulk hit it. It's a, and then. And the land breaks under Hulk's feet, and the two cabins fall into a newly formed cavern. And we're uh, we are then shown uh, on Ross and Talbot watching this on a TV that I feel is much more flat screen than w- of what I'd expect from TV in the eighties. Um, would you agree with that? Because uh, it was a very flat screened TV there. Yeah, a lot of a lot of different looks that they gave that screen, and mm-hmm. I wrote um, so that when they're out doing the the camping part, um, they're doing a lot of spelling. Like, it's like it's like they're trying to t- tell the dog they're going outside without <laughs> without letting the dog know. And I was like, what is going on here? And then yeah. um, it was it was very strange. I, uh, there was a point where I was wondering, like when I was seeing that first scene, I was like. I, I part of me was wondering, is this actually Hulk? Because he wasn't saving people or anything. He was actively just causing chaos there, right. which I which doesn't seem like Hulk. I'm uh, so that was interesting, but they didn't really go back to that at all in the episode. So I'm guessing we're supposed to uh, believe that definitely was Hulk who did that. He's just having a having a fit or something. Yeah, I guess. Um, so, uh, oh, they say that they gotta stop Hulk, and then uh, and we see Bruce with Betty walking up to the house. That uh, which, um, the house looks really nice for a military base. <laughs> I would be surprised to see that nice. I oh my god, yeah, that uh, that was interesting. But um, so they mentioned then a picnic tomorrow, which at the time I felt like it could uh, could end up being relevant later in the episode, whether it be that he wasn't able to make it to the picnic or picnic or we'd actually see the picnic, but it ended up not coming back at all. Um, because that that kind of, that feels like a line where them particularly mentioning that it would like go somewhere or possibly some kind of callback to it. But yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but there are other things in this episode that we get calls back to at the end, so uh, which we'll get to. Uh, it's, it's all right. That's not uh, uh, not sorry. Um. So we then uh, and get uh, Ed our first Stanley narration for the episode, and it's glorious. Stan says Bruce can never escape the Incredible Hulk as he uh, he sees Hulk on Ross's TV. And then uh, and Talbot tries to get uh, uh, get Betty's attention, but uh, uh, Betty completely ignores him, which I wrote, oh, good for her. 
<laughs> oh, man. Um, Ross uh, uh, says that they should be more worried about the Hulk because they have big, co- big things coming on base. Ace and Bruce says the testing of the sonar crystallizer is ready. And um, Talbot says, uh, as you better be a because this is big, big. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Betty responds, it's G O O D good. Right. That's where it was. I was like, what are they doing? Yeah, it was weird. Like, uh, yeah, I literally, I wrote after that. I, it, I don't know what's going on with that, but it. Uh, but I found it really hilarious. Yeah, that, I. Just how I out of place it felt. Right, it was enough to make me just look up and be like, "What are they doing?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So then, um, Rosh so, uh, owes them a Pentagon tape of this gun that on the crystallizer that uh, which can pulverize rock to create farmland. He says uh, as um, it could have crystallized the lava on Mount St. Helens and saved many lives. And I wrote, uh, uh, which just ended up being the case uh, is almost immediately, but I wrote, somehow I feel like this, as it is an overpowered weapon, the villain is going to want to take it. And then we are immediately shown a villain and his goon who want to take it. Yes. <laughs> yep, because it definitely seemed like a very overpowered weapon. Yeah, it was it could do everything but destroy the Hulk. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> uh so the uh, uh so one of them uh, one of the um people, the uh the actual villain is, is Looks like this short mob boss, and then we have uh, have his goon who, who looks looks a lot like Mister Clean. Or Vin, and, D- I called him Vin Diesel. Okay, yeah. Uh, so uh, uh the, now and there's that. Sorry, that's a question, uh, Ashton, which is I think could be a bit of a plot hole here. Is they uh. uh how did they get a copy of this Pentagon tape? As you know, I imagine the Pentagon is probably not easy to steal classified tapes from. Maybe Hydra existed, and they're just that Maybe. deep. They're that deep <laughs> that they were back in the eighties cartoons, and we just didn't know. <laughs> oh man, I just thought that was uh, I was really funny how. Like he just had that. There was no explanation. He just had it. Like, oh, look what came in the mail. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next thing I have is that. So the next scene we see Rio's Rancheros, Rio! which is always uh, oh, definitely Rob, uh, your favorite restaurant in all of Marvel. I would definitely if they could recreate a Rio's somewhere at Disney, I would definitely spend my my week's paycheck sitting there eating some some Rio's Ranchero cuisine. Well, I imagine it's probably not very good food based on the fact that he doesn't have any business. It's just like truck stop tacos that that give you the runs. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's too busy out 
doing adventures with the hulk to tend to the actual food so it just goes it sits out well, and gets old <laughs> yeah it also probably doesn't help that it's hard probably hard to air condition out in the desert that is right and i imagine the uh, the army is not giving him any of their power to help with air conditioning no there's probably no chance of that it's a hard um, life it's a hard life for rio yep so the uh, oh they're up in the attic looking for a recipe for chicken wings from his is i think he said grandmother in an old trunk so and rick finds a trunk but he's not careful and causes it to knock over and vases that were on top of it hit rick in the head which causes rio to tell him happy birthday for some reason i wrote in my notes the next time someone gets shattered something shattered over their head i'm just gonna yell out happy birthday (laughs) (laughs) just like what 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 was going on i'm not sure what was going on there but okay that was really funny his face when he said he's just like happy birthday (laughs) (laughs) oh man so good yeah oh my god so, um, yeah, uh, I, um, I, I wrote uh, that I, I'm not sure what the joke with happy birthday was, but Rick getting hit uh, it with the, uh, with the vase for his stupidity was really funny. Uh, and they find uh, in both the recipes and a map in the trunk. And, uh, and, I wrote down uh, while watching that I wonder if this means we're getting a treasure hunt in this episode, which I think is a very exciting idea. And that ended up kind of being the case. Uh, this is the episode. We, uh, and we then see uh, Bruce is doing some tests on a machine as Rio and Rick walk in. Rio tells him, um, how this map takes them to a hidden village and tells and he tells them a story about it. In this story, we find out about this man who fell into a volcano. And afterwards, every time he got angry, he turned into a big green monster. Yes. And I... <laughs> Ed, uh, I, I wrote at the time, though, I... I'm guessing we were going to get a, a ancient Hulk in this episode. I hope, uh, hope that present-day Hulk gets to meet him. But sadly, present-day Hulk did not get to meet a, a ancient Hulk. I was hoping it was a, a Hulk that was still alive today, but whatever. Yeah, That would be really cool, having two Hulks on screen together. That would have uh, been like a... I don't want to call him Caveman Hulk, but like, yeah, like nope. an ancient Hulk. That <laughs> they they didn't have the animators for that kind of action back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, also, uh, also, as we see in this flashback, the uh, act, the ancient Hulk, uh, Hulk, because of his facial hair, I feel like this was what, uh, like. Danny Trejo would look like if he became a Hulk. <laughs> Which makes me really want to see that now. Machete Hulk. Yes. <laughs> that would be amazing. 
Hulk oh, gets man. Hulk gets angry. Dios mios. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I would love that. Uh, I I love the Machete movies. I I wish they ended up making that third one. Uh, so uh, the the next thing I I, I wrote down was so, uh oh I I wrote yes ancient hawk smash that straw house <laughs> yeah it didn't take much yep <laughs> uh but uh, uh rio says they cured him with a secret potion and he went on to become a great ruler of the town and uh, and the potion is supposedly enshrined in a temple to this very day Rick says uh, 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 as there's a training flight going to the Yucatan and he, he already got Bruce's seat so he can uh, and search for the temple. And, uh, and as the plane is about to take off, Rita sneaks Rick on the plane in a potato sack. Man, and I've... <laughs> Rick Jones, Rick Jones got some deep pockets. <laughs> he's wild as hell buying yep. tickets planning stuff just here you go bruce <laughs> <laughs> oh man no i think throughout this episode we, we we very much are able to see that rick jones isn't a very smart person <laughs> <laughs> he's he's wild not very smart but he has good uh, intentions yeah um i i, I wrote that um Rick sneaky on the plane in a potato sack. Uh, I, I wrote while watching it. Before we actually saw him get on the plane, this can't end well for Rick. Which didn't, as the sack was just, uh, just gets thrown on the plane. <laughs> and that's gotta hurt. Bonk. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like in real life, if that happened, you'd have multiple broken bones. For sure. Oh man! Uh, so uh, then the next thing we, we have is let's see. Um, Rick lets Bruce know that he's a stowaway, and then we get some more Stan Lee narration as we see a Cosmo. Uh oh, that is uh, is as I uh, I call him Mister Clean Wannabe, as you call him Vin Diesel. Driving a limo, uh oh, and then and um, his boss tells him the plan and to check their phony ID passes, and then Cosmo calls him Spy Master, which yep. is a character in the comics. But in my short time glancing at him on Google, it doesn't look at all like his comic book counterpart. That yeah, I'll say that ain't him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, he's like probably about as much of the opposite of how he looks in the comics as possible. Right. How are you gonna spy like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh so let's see. Um we uh some more uh, uh there's some more narration from uh, um Stan the Man as Bruce finds a guide to help them. And then back at the base, uh, uh, Ross is mad that Bruce took a vacation, but he needs him for 
the crystal uh, uh, because he needs him for the crystallizer test as it's been moved up. Bruce, Rick, and their guide get their vehicle stuck in mud, and I uh, so I guess they're gonna have to walk on foot from here <laughs> onward. As the car sinks, Rick tries to help the guide out, but uh, but he gets stuck on his seat. I guess Rick isn't smart enough to just move the strap down and off where he got it stuck on. Right, he could have just removed He's, his arm. Like, uh, <laughs> it literally showed you where uh, where he it was, and it, there was literally just push it down, and it would have come off. <laughs> it was very simple. <laughs> like Rick Jones has a hard time sometimes. Yeah. Oh my god. So, um. Let's see. Uh, uh, so, uh, oh, Bruce tells the, uh, tells the guy to jump, and then he tries to help himself, but he gets grabbed by two almost naked people, and then more almost naked people come and zap Bruce until he turns into the Hulk, and we get another uh, awesome uh, um, Hulk transformation that ends yes. with him. Uh, am hitting his fist together, which I thought was really cool seeing him hit his fist together like that. I don't think that's in most of the transformations, so that was really cool to see. Um, the uh, let's see, the uh, I wrote the that scene where um, while he's under while he's holding the jeep over his head, mm-hmm. that that shot that looks up looks like some old like jack kirby art that they just snuck into the episode like it didn't fit and it looked out of place but it looked like you know old school hulk draw animation and it was just a yeah it's just like this real quick shot and i was i really liked that for some reason like i thought during the transformation that that scene was really cool oh yeah I, i loved it so the next thing I broke down was uh, uh, that, um, so uh, oh, the, let's see, a, a um, the a half naked people think that it's ancient Hulk and say he has returned. They pelt spears at him and he breaks all of them with ease. You'd think these people, since they have dealt with a Hulk in the past would have tried to prepare in the years uh, heirs for a possible return of him and not just uh, and not just have spears that they should know would not be able to pierce him they had the potion set aside but yeah spears yeah, like, just spears aren't going to do it <laughs> yeah but i would imagine back when an ancient hawk was out he probably they probably used spears on him too and it didn't work then and right so you would think that they would be smart enough to, to upgrade their stuff in hopes that it'll uh it'll it, <laughs> I, I just thought that was really funny oh and then hawk then shouts nothing can hurt hawk and yes, I know that this is the same uh, Am Hawk actor as in the first episode, but for some reason it sounded more like Hawk to me this episode than the first episode. I'm guessing he's like get, uh, the actor got, got his groove more with the role than he uh, oh, now uh, obviously he's um playing it more than just that first episode, right? 
Uh, I do I agree they sound more Hulk like in this one than the first one. Yeah, he probably recorded that first one months prior oh, yeah, to the probably. to the green light on the new one, and then he just sat there and cranked out four or five episodes worth. And yeah, probably. That's Since... when that's when you hear the groove. So, uh, I don't uh, I don't know for certain that that's how animation works, but I do know for certain that that is with live action stuff that they the pilot episode is uh, is done months before everything else right. else i think animation works a bit differently but i uh but i'm not sure yeah so uh oh um the half naked people oh run away except people who are are in trees until oh hulk punches the trees causing the half naked people to fall from the sky and hawk uh, uh, i think enjoys his deforestation a lot rick yells uh, for hulk to help no up hulk proceeds to pick up the car as you mentioned, the jeep was yeah and uh, out of the mud with just one hand um and rick tells the, uh, the guy to hold on as he grabs a vine to swing on <laughs> hulk then decides we don't need the vehicle anymore and just throws it into the forest which just I like thought roll, was pretty funny. Just rolls it away. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man. So the uh, oh back at the base, Spy Master is trying to get in, but his passes don't uh, don't work quite right. He starts saying, uh, "I'm a general," but is cut off as Talbot comes to berate the soldier for not having a a particular button on his outfit. And um, Spy Master says, I was just about to mention that uh, myself, Major. And so Talbot lets him through. And sneaky. I. So sneaky. Uh, I, I wrote, Is this going to be a theme through the show that Talbot's actions uh, ends let, let villains on base? Talbot's, Talbot's the the Rick Jones of the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I, I just thought uh, I was funny how, how his actions in the first episode as well. They uh, were part of what led uh, Ed Doc Octopus to be able to get on base because he sent all the uh, the um, soldiers after the Hulk. So oh, there wasn't people protecting the base. Maybe maybe Talbot leaked the Pentagon video. Yeah, so it's, I I did have a theory in the first episode that. Uh, that Talbot was the person that uh, that um, Doctor Ock just mentioned as his leak, right? Uh, like inside the uh, eye of the military. So let's see. Um, this act- this scene actually reminded me of something that happened to me last week, as um as as of when I'm recording uh, or um my. So my family and I, I we went to Arizona for uh, or my brother's military graduation last week, and um, as we got uh, uh, as we got to the gate, the soldier elder uh, at the gate just let us through without getting our visitor passes and directed us to the visitor center uh, or on the other side of the gate to get our passes but failed to tell us that we need to park outside the gate to get them. So we parked, and then this lady came out absolutely pissed because we weren't allowed to be there. We're not uh, (laughs) government agents. 
And uh, the, she told us to drive back around, uh, out to the gate and park on the outside entrance to the, uh, the visitor center. And then we saw, uh, we saw her go to scold the, the soldier for letting us in. And, and yeah, he got in a lot of trouble over letting us in and uh we saw uh, we saw later as uh, as we were inside the visitor center uh, getting getting our passes he the this soldier came inside and uh, he had his head down as he walked through another door i'm guessing something really bad happened with him oh yeah um because he was not supposed to do that uh, and i bet it would have been even more trouble if it had been a major who let us in and we were villains. Right. Good thing. Good thing you weren't like Doc Ock or had Vin, Vin, <laughs> Vin Diesel clean with you. Yep. <laughs> Though we did have a uh, have a bald person with us. So <laughs> as my, uh, as every single one of my brothers is bald, bald, I'm the only one who's not. Nothing wrong with with the bald folks. <laughs> yeah. But I I just like uh, like giving them crap about it because uh, I because they uh, I know that they're annoyed that they've lost their hair but uh, well I haven't yet. <laughs> Enjoy it. Yep, I'm I'm planning I I'm I'm planning on keeping my hair as long as I can, even if it uh, even if I I start losing it, I'm going to keep it as long as I can just to annoy them. <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's the little things. Yep. <laughs> There's uh, is not a lot that uh, as the uh, youngest person of uh, five brothers, I could do that uh, that they can't. So it's nice when uh, they decide that I can. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, that's a uh oh. The next thing I wrote down was let's see, um, Bruce, Rick, and their guide follow the half-naked people behind a waterfall, and Rick says. Wow, this is like right out of a science fiction flick, as he sees some giant mushrooms. Which, uh, even before that, uh, uh, he said that. Like, I was literally immediately when we saw the giant mushrooms, I was like, "This reminds me, uh, reminds me of Jurassic Two, uh, not Jurassic, um, Journey to the Mysterious Island." Have you seen that film? Uh. Uh-uh. I thought you were talking about okay. Journey to the Center of the Earth. It's the sequel to Journey to the Center of the Earth. Okay. Uh, Earth okay. It, it, um, basically, they go to this island, uh, island where like the things that are supposed to be big are small, and things that are supposed to be small are all big. In the, nice. uh, and it's uh, uh, so seeing the giant mushrooms reminded me of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Bruce sees the uh, is up ahead the temple that uh, that Rio told them about. They see a uh, two guards protecting it, and and Bruce tells Rick he needs his help trying to get in. We then see Bruce try to mission impossible his way in by by <laughs> uh, being lowered down by a rope. That was so <laughs> awkward looking. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So uh, oh oh. As Bruce tries to inch closer to the potion, we hear Stanley say, Is it true? Is the long search really over? Is Bruce Banner about to grasp his cure? 
And at that moment, Rick lets go of the rope as a group of the half-naked people ambush him and the guide. And as uh, uh, then as Bruce falls to the floor, uh, we, he says, I guess it's time for plan B. He grabs the potion, and from under where the potion sat, the room fills with a brown substance. Now, I'm not sure whether this was like some kind of chemical oil or if this was some kind of powder, but uh, but Bruce started running out of there. We, we really weren't told what it was. Um, Bruce tries to push a, uh, a stone out from the wall, but when it doesn't budge, she opens the bottle and says, I got a chance at it. He drinks it and sees behind him a doorway closing. And uh, I wrote that I know he's trying to cure himself for the long run. But I don't think it was smart drinking that at this time. While he's in peril. Yeah. If it did work, he can't turn into the Hulk and break out of here. You like you should. uh, He should be at least thinking about like short term. Maybe it's not the best time to do this. How how smart are you, Dr. Banner? (laughs) (laughs) He's literally trying to push a stone out of the wall. It won't work. Oh, yeah, I'm going to make it so it's even less likely for me to be able to push it out of the wall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, man. So, uh, oh. So, oh, then, uh, and let's see. Bruce slides uh, eyes through the, the, under the closing door, showing more of how active he is. Just like how in the first episode he did that parkour at the beginning of it. <laughs> uh, which he's, an, he's, really, a nim- he's a nimble man. Yeah, I think this is probably like one of the most active uh, adaptations we've had of, uh, ad of Bruce Banner. Yeah, this Banner runs. He he does parkour like you said. We've yep. seen we've now seen the the Indiana Jones style slide. Mm-hmm. So the next thing we have is that um, as he runs, boulders fall behind him, and he uh, he falls through a bunch of leaves into a pit. The walls start uh, squishing him in as he tries to push him. And uh, uh, um, I feel like that that long of a fall. Would have definitely either killed him in real life or at least knocked him out. Right. <laughs> Especially if he doesn't have Hulk in him to save him anymore. Uh, so that was, uh, that was interesting. Yeah, I say, um, so Hulk actually does start coming out a little bit to save him. Right. But Hulk does not get to the point of being green. Uh, and as narrated uh, by Stan Lee, the transformation stops, turning him back to Banner. The potion worked. The Hulk is gone forever. But without the awesome power of the Green Goliath, what will happen to the doomed Bruce Banner? And then up above, uh, one of the half-naked people turns off a lever that which stops the walls, and Rick, who's when uh, owes um, who's with them uh, and calls down to Bruce. Doc, are you okay? Hey, look at look at yourself. No more Hulk. And then, uh, and next we see a bunch of the uh, 
of the, the half-naked people laughing alongside uh, I, their guide. And then Bruce plus uh, us, Rick, are in front of the a ruler on her, her throne who says, Jamala cannot allow our sacred temple to be violated. <laughs> Which is interesting because uh, uh, she's speaking in third person, uh, based on the fact that uh, that Bruce calls her Jamala. Later. Right. <laughs> But she doesn't really seem to be that uh, someone who's thinks that highly of herself that she would speak in third person. But I, I like at first during that scene, I was thinking like she was talking to like a god or sign being called Jamala. And then uh, then Bruce called her Jamala, so I was like, oh, okay, here we are. <laughs> yep. Um. So uh, oh, let's see the uh, um. Bruce gets down on one knee, pleading, I had no choice, your majesty. That potion has cured me of the same raging monster that once lived within your own prince. She responds, because my warriors saw this raging green monster, I do believe you. She walks down from her throne, and we hear more laughter. And she uh, she tells the guide that, he knows the jungle too well that she can't allow him to leave. And I, I wrote, what is going on here? Two of the ladies start scratching his neck like he's a pet. Yeah, it was very reminiscent of the uh, Amazons from Futurama. Uh, oh, the, the, have you ever seen that episode? I, I, I haven't seen Futurama, sadly. Oh man, yeah they they end up on a on an Amazon planet and they punish the men by having sex with them, but they're they're giant Amazon women and they're all excited at first, but they don't stop and like, <laughs> they look over at one point and like the previous prisoners' bones are like in position where they were with the women but their pelvises are all like shattered (laughs) so yeah as soon as i saw them like rubbing up on the tour guide i was just like like, oh it's the amazons (laughs) it it just it it really felt like a really weird situation oh man um so uh, let's see um so rick pipes up my girlfriend is gonna kill me if i don't get back for our date saturday night (laughs) so what do you say tall lady rick then gets a spear pointed in his face jamala tells them i don't wish to hurt you for you have suffered enough dr banner i forgive both of you oh and bruce thanks sir but what about our guide the guide puts his his arms around the two ladies that uh, is there by him, saying, "I'll be very happy to spend my final days here." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's man. he's gonna be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Because most people want to be treated like a pet, but I uh, like that. Uh, <laughs> At first, it might seem nice, but then, uh, like, once you like really think about, uh, how do you probably uh, you should start realizing, oh, this is terrifying. This is really terrifying. 
One of them, one of them was going to pick him up and walk him away like She-Hulk at the end of the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, I imagine She-Hulk will probably be uh, be nicer to her uh, uh, to her date than uh, than they will probably be to him. Let's hope. <laughs> yeah, bro, uh, yeah, that's how. Oh man. So, um, Jamala says, "Go, doctor, for you are cured." The potion will not work again. It only works once. How did they and, know that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but um, maybe they, maybe somehow the uh, uh, the other the, the ancient Hulk got turned into Hulk again before he died. Uh, uh, I, you know, I expected the episode that they'd find a way to turn him back into Hulk again, but uh, but. Immediately when they said that, uh, when they said that, like, you know that there's something, uh, like, there's something going on about uh, he has, he's gonna have to turn himself back into the hawk, right? Like, oh man, and then uh, and back at the base, uh, Ace Ross and Talbot are watching Betty telling her, "Let's get the test started," and they uh, they fire the crystallizer at a jeep. And it turns into rubble. Just a a black mush. Yep. It, you know, it uh, it really looked like uh, like in that scene, like Betty was kind of uncomfortable doing this with us uh, without uh, Bruce there. Which I feel I I feel like it's weird that a uh, uh, weird. General Ross being her father, uh, like yeah, he cares a lot about the military side of things, but he still cares a lot about his daughter. I I think he would care about the fact that he's that uh, she feels uncomfortable with this situation. I would think. Not if it's gonna uh, take out the Hulk. Yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, it's uh, uh, and he would be nicer to her when talking to her, or like here, ah, uh, it. He's, he's always kind of seemed like, well, yes, he's willing to be very uh, strict and serious towards Bruce. He usually has a bit of a nicer tone to when he's talking to his daughter. Yep. Uh, um, but he didn't seem to have that here. Uh, here. So, uh, oh, um, then we see, uh, uh, we see Bruce and Rick get back to the base and the guard at the gate lets him know. The tests are underway. The general is looking for you. And Bruce tells uh, Rick then to get to the, uh, the lab fast. And as they drive, Bruce asks, asks Rick if they uh, a drive, uh, I, as they drive, if he'd be up for being a best man. And, uh, and Rick asks if he's proposing. And he responds, I'm free now, Rick. I can live my own life, and <laughs> Betty is gonna be a big part of it. And then, and were you gonna say something? So wholesome. He's yeah. it was like so. Oh yeah, out of place. <laughs> oh yeah, it's gonna make um, her my. I'm gonna make her my best gal, Rick. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, 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 though it seems like he's not uh, uh, like there. Even though it's very obvious they both like each other, they're not dating yet. You know, 
you would think that uh, you think he would be smart enough to be like, maybe I don't propose on our first date, but <laughs> he's just so in, uh, he's so like, this has to happen. The, conf- <laughs> the confidence level is at an all time high. Oh yeah. Oh man. So oh uh, the um back at the uh, act in the lab uh, uh we see Bruce running in Talbot noticing uh, is him saying well look who's finally here and then Betty and her father welcome him back uh, Bruce tells her something wonderful has happened something uh, important to both of us dinner tonight I, there's a big question I want to ask you and Betty says I can't wait and then Gerald Ross calls him over to work on the test. Bruce seemingly just shoots the crystallizer at random, which I thought was pretty funny looking out of the screen. <laughs> Pushing, does this do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I then then we see uh, we see um Betty tried to use this uh, this machine. I did not catch what kind of machine it was, but it, it doesn't work because Scott, uh, Spy Master just came in and shot the machine. <laughs> and he says, "Every uh, and um, as one of the masks uh, asked why the machine's not uh, not working, a Spy Master says everything looks fine to me." And then uh, and Mister Cosmo Clean uh, in grabs Betty, putting his hand over her mouth. And Bruce runs in front of the gun, saying, "Let go of her!" And Spy Master tells him to stop right there. And Jell Ross, get the crystallizer on a cargo plane now. And I'm taking you, General, as extra insurance. Bruce tells him to leave a Betty and her father here. I'll be your hostage. And Spy Master shoots his gun, which apparently shoots. It's pure electricity. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but okay. <laughs> the Bruce tells Talbot to get out of the way, and Talbot fails to do so and gets hit. Bruce starts running as the electricity follows him, and, and which I also don't think is how electricity works. Not even okay. a <laughs> Bruce turns on a sprinkler to eat up the force field, uh, which I'm guessing he's he's calling the electricity the force field, even though it's never been called a force field before. Our spy master leaves with Ross and Betty as hostages. And even though this is probably not uh, because I always think it's really funny seeing people be carried by someone else just by their side because somehow I can't imagine that's how it would work in real life. Uh, I I feel like there'd be a they would have a a better way of holding it than just like yeah, than like a duffel bag. Yeah, <laughs> I just always think that's so funny seeing that. Oh, so which I I said that uh, I in reference to the fact that uh, I that um let's see. Uh, uh, because Betty is being carried by Mr. Cosmo Clean. Uh, and back at the lab, Bruce is trying to find a defense against the crystallizer. 
and Rick runs in saying, nothing's working, Doc. And which is a little bit of a weird thing to me as, uh, as what was Rick doing against it uh, when it was it's in a plane how is he right doing anything against it <laughs> um so the uh, uh um bruce says if there's an answer this computer will find it and the computer says there's only one thing that can defeat it the hulk the hulk the hulk they just <laughs> keep saying it I, yeah i love that <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, even though it's just like uh, I. It's it seemed really completely ridiculous that the uh, that the the computer is like yes, just knows. The Hulk, the Hulk, the Hulk. And also, that was really cool. How it has like this little eight bit uh, um Hulk uh, Hulk that's on the screen. Yep. Oh man! So uh, oh, the. Uh, also, I really find it hilarious that that's really is such a convenient way for there to be a reason that, that Bruce has to reverse his cure. Um, and Bruce shouts, no, it's impossible. I'm cured. I can't become the Hulk again. And then Rick tells him, the Hulk is dead. You're cured. And uh, wrote, did Rick not think that Bruce realizes that? He just had to. He had to drive the drive it home. <laughs> so the the oh um Bruce says there's no other choice that the weapon will destroy cities and make make a spy master be able to rule the world. And I uh, and I've. That as we mentioned, right? Like I find it hilarious how this whole conversation, background, the computer just keeps repeatedly saying the Hulk, the Hulk, the Hulk. <laughs> we see a, a Bruce working on the gamma machine, and we hear hear Stan Lee say, "Tormented beyond description, Banner knows what must be done. In order to save those who need him, he must sacrifice himself." The Incredible Hulk must live again. Rick then tries to stop him, but he refuses to listen. And he, he lays in the a gamma machine, and, and Bruce overhears, uh, not overhears, Bruce hears the words of Jamal in his head saying, if he's cursed again, they cannot help him. That there is no cure for the Hulk. Rick asks if Bruce is okay after it's over, and Bruce doesn't respond, but he starts knocking stuff over as he can't find balance. It randomly, a really quick cuts to Spymaster pulling Betty away from the plane's window and closing the blind. And then we see a Bruce start transforming into the Hulk again. Hulk knocks over uh, every single lab table for no reason <laughs> as he runs out of there. And I love this. Yes. Here's, <laughs> oh, a, here's a deep question. And I know they weren't okay. ever even considering this back during the cartoon. But would this be a suppression when he took the potion? Would that have been a suppression of the Hulk? Or did when 
when he regamified himself, did he make a new version of the Hulk? I would say. Which, how would you? How would you lean towards that? I would say more a suppression, and it's uh, and like it's I uh, like, like it's kind of like a the potion. It's not really a cure, but a power dampening thing, and that's uh, and because I feel like it was a very specific accident uh, accident the tournament to Hulk. It's not something he would. I I don't think he would just be easily able to. Ooh, redo that it's right. not because uh, it wasn't just simply he got hit with gamma rays there was more to it than that yep so i think it's uh, i think it's definitely was like a suppression or a power dampening thing right yeah with uh, the uh with the immortal hulk and all the different variations mm-hmm. that they that they ran through in that and now we're getting professor hulk and the movies and stuff like that that was the as soon as i saw him regamifying himself that was the first thing that came to my head and i was like damn you mcu (laughs) i also uh, also they make it out to like it's this magical potion i feel like it's somehow is just like a sign some kind of scientific compound that uh, uh that dampens his power for a bit and not any kind of magic because like uh, until later stories in the comics, they don't, I don't think they really get into a lot of magic stuff uh, regarding right. Hulk at all. Um, but I, I think in some of the like really big storylines, they uh, they do have some magic stuff, but not really in many of his solo stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's it's one of the things he's susceptible to, but they don't mess with it all that much. Yeah, which I which I like because I like the science aspect of the Hulk a lot. So that's uh, so I'm honestly happy that they don't uh, don't do that a lot. Though there is one thing that I uh, that I really do want to see uh, in the MCU, and this is actually this is very much because of the um, animated film of Hulk where monsters dwell. Is I want to see Hulk and Doctor Strange team up uh, up in the MCU. Because I I love the idea of them teaming up with the villain being Nightmare. I I love the idea and uh, having that Nightmare traps him in a uh, in sign where Hulk and Banner see each other, or they have to fight. Like I right. think that's such a cool concept. The uh, the animated film though I enjoy it. I I know you uh, you don't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't do uh, it. Obviously didn't do the concept well, but I think it is an interesting concept. Right. Yeah. So, uh, which uh, is sign, uh, which nightmare being a villain, it kind of has to be a team up with Doctor Strange. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, uh, yeah. Now we get the Hulk out. Yeah. See. Uh, oh, he transforms into the Hulk again, and um, Rick tells him to follow me as Rick runs outside and. Hulk breaks a hole through the uh, the wall instead of trying to fit through the door, which I thought, uh, uh, which, um, I found uh, really funny. <laughs> I I I feel like Rick probably expected him to try and fit through the door, but he was just like, "Nope, I'm yep. going to just break through the wall." I'm the Hulk, man. Yeah, you're <laughs> the Hulk. Uh, you don't need doors. Yeah, it, like 
Hawk and Vision that sign have in common. They don't like doors. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk, Vision, and Juggernaut. Yep. Oh man. You know, the uh, I know a lot of people don't like the like the version of Juggernaut in X-Men Last Stand. I actually really like the uh like the line. I think it's hilarious the line of I'm the juggernaut, bitch. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. I, love I think that. that's hilarious. Oh my god! And I really wish that uh, that when they brought back the juggernaut in the uh, in Deadpool two, they had some kind of callback to that. I, right. I feel like that would have been awesome if they did. I wish, oh, yeah, man. somebody should have been like, "Who's that?" And Deadpool should be like, "It's the juggernaut, bitch." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man! Oh god, that'd be great. Yeah. So... But on, on the, the Hulk out when he's chasing after the plane and all that, um, mm-hmm. I wrote another, uh, I love the concrete wave that he oh, creates. Yeah. yeah, that is, that's old school Marvel versus Capcom, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel they, superheroes. They, they also used that in the first episode. Right. I love that. Which, it's so cool. Which I like that. I, I like that as well. But I kind of hope that they don't do it every episode of the show. I f- because I because uh, I want to see more different things, uh, different moves from Hulk, and not just them doing that same move again and again. Right. Um. It, I will say it's probably an easy animation for them, so get <laughs> get used to it. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. Which and it also oh, makes sense. It seems like. This show has definitely has a formula to it. Like you have a uh, uh, you have a villain is going to try and steal something from the base, and Talbot is going to uh, is going to uh, accidentally let them in, uh, and Hawk's probably gonna do that move. That it probably all gonna happen each episode. There is there is one coming up and i can't wait to talk about it it's my favorite it's some of my favorite content in marvel period Ooh, nice um and it, and it does stray from the formula nice that's nice so. i love it when shows have, have like episodes that stray from the formula because it's it is a lot of times when shows stray from the formula it's end up, ends up being because they have like really good writers coming in having and doing a really cool storyline so that's uh, that'll be really cool to see yes all right so uh oh um the uh we see the plane attach itself together as it gets ready to take off which i honestly at this point i would have guessed it would have already taken off right. i did not <laughs> realize this was like all happening within a matter of minutes i thought this was happening like a matter of a uh, matter of tens of minutes or even hours of sighing, uh, eyeing with, and they would have been long gone from here, not there just now taking off. <laughs> um, so the uh, oh, Cosmo O alerts his boss to Hulk coming after, uh, after them out the window, and Spy Master says. Well, it's too late. The eight now will be all airborne in seconds. And Ross, annoyed, says, Hulk, that's just what we need. And uh, and Betty says, that actually might be who we need right now. 
and they tried uh, to shoot Hawk with the crystallizer. It doesn't do anything. And um, but then Hawk says, Hawk, not like Hawk does a, a giant, awesome Hawk jump and then dive bombs into the plane, breaking <laughs> off the back of it and causing flames and smoke everywhere as the plane heads to the ground. The whole plane has flame, uh, uh, flames coming from it. And uh, so Hulk better do sign quick. And Spy Master and Mr. Cosmo uh, O'Clean try to push the weapon out. The pilots jump out right as the plane starts exploding. Hulk jumps over and breaks open the side of the plane to grab Ross and Betty out of it. Which, you know, I I probably should not have been expecting this because this did this came out before the the 2008 film, but I uh but like when he was jumping over to the plane because he realized that he has to do sign, I was uh, I was hoping and kind of expecting he was going to do a yeah, uh, the, just like he, just away. like he, uh, just, just like he did in the 2008 film, right? Yeah, the uh, the um clap, or I guess it's called yeah, uh, uh, the thunderclap. Yeah, the thunderclap, which uh, uh, which those uh listening are going to just have heard me clapping my hands, and they're probably not going to realize until we said the uh, uh, thunderclap what I meant there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so uh, I and I honestly, I kind of wish that he had done that because that would have been really cool to see in animation. Um, the let's see the uh, eh, um, let's see, uh, Hawk uh jumps out holding them as General Ross shouts no, <laughs> and uh, and um. Betty tells him that they, uh, that Hawk's not going to hurt them, and uh, Hawk puts them down on safe ground. Hawk carefully puts Betty down, but just drops Ross, which I found that pretty funny. Oh yeah. Um, Ross questions Betty on how she kn- uh, knew that Hawk wouldn't hurt them, and Betty says, "I did. I just felt it. I felt it." And Hawk is just standing there then minding his own business and he gets shot in the back with the crystallizer. <laughs> and uh, Hawk obviously gets mad by this and uh, 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 you know if your weapon didn't work on him the first time, maybe just maybe you shouldn't try it again yeah. and just run away since Hawk obvi- obviously wasn't paying attention to you till you shot him again. <laughs> It's almost as if people and hawks don't like being shot at. They uh, they keep shooting him as he walks towards them, and they only stop as he's already very close, and then they start running. And this is where Air um, Hawk grabs the the ground, throwing them in the air, and they land uh, and in mud. Classic. Uh, and the crystallizer breaks. Uh, egg to them back at Rio's. Everyone's there, and Rio shouts out, "Someone's coming! Someone's coming!" Tells Rick to get uh, get outside with sign, and Bruce asks, "What's going on?" 
on and we find out that the sign says Rio's famous chicken wings. Mm -hmm. I love this. Uh, I love that. This is a callback to the beginning of the episode. But sadly, every truck passes them um, and Rio says, I guess I need a bigger sign. And I support Rio. He'll have his day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's sad bastard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so uh, then Betty asks, when's Bruce going to pick her up? Uh, up? And he responds, I'm afraid I'm going to have to postpone it as things have changed. I'm sorry. And Bruce walks away. Cue lonely man music. Oh, wait, wrong talk show. Right. Oh, Betty says, I don't think we'll ever have that date night. Uh, I had dinner date, I mean. Uh, and we hear, uh, hear Stanley say, once again, Bruce Banner faces a t- future of torment and sorrow, but he'll never stop seeking a cure for his horrible melody, er, malady. He'll never stop hoping that one day he'll destroy the monster within him. And the episode ends with that. Which, you know, even though I made that joke there of like Q's Lonely Man music, I honestly think it would have been really cool if they did a callback act by having the Lonely Man music play at the end of this episode. Right. That would have been great. Oh that's, my God. That's my last note in the for the episode. I said I absolutely love the ending with Betty and Bruce because that's that's classic Hulk. Yeah. It's classic Lonely Man. It's mm-hmm. it's everything. And I was like, that's so cool that they 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 gave it a nod without actually doing it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, honestly, like, I actually really loved this episode. Um. And like, I loved it a lot more than I loved the first episode. Uh, yeah. Um. I thought uh, it was definitely a lot more entertaining. The uh, and. This episode really makes me excited to continue reviewing this episode, this show, and a lot more than I felt uh, with after watching the first episode. Because after watching the first episode, I was like, "I'm gonna continue reviewing the show," but I'm not, uh, but I'm not terribly excited because I wasn't, uh, wasn't terribly a. I didn't think the first episode was terribly a great episode, but right. uh, But this episode, uh, on the other hand, though it has. A worse score on IMDb. I I like this episode a lot more. Yeah, it 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 wasn't mainstream Hulk like yeah. the last one had Doc Ock, and it it just seemed out of place because. Yeah. And I think that's what we were talking about on the last episode was he's a Spider-Man villain. Spider-Man and his amazing friends yeah. was the lead-in show, so I think that's how they tried to yeah. hook, hook kids. I think as well because. Bruce Banner and the Hulk were barely a part of the first episode. Most of the episode, they were stuck in the cave. Right. And they could have made them a part of it by having it keep flashing back to them, but they didn't flash back until almost the end of the episode. So uh, that, I think, is a big pro- uh, reason why I didn't enjoy that episode as much as this one versus this one. Like, the whole episode, you have, uh, have Bruce Banner, or you have multiple uh, Hulk outs, you have have uh, an ancient hulk be a part of it and also you have signs not really in many hulk adaptations of a treasure hunt which is really cool to see yep 
Um. So yeah, I I, I really loved this episode. Uh, all, the, uh, all the side characters were represented. Oh yeah, wow. Like yeah, they did have a name in the episode for the guide. I just called him the guide the whole time because I didn't want to mess up his name. Uh, Abe, um, because I did. I, I thought that it would be better to just call him the guide <laughs> and not mess up his name. Um, I also uh, also uh, oh called the uh, all the um warriors of Jamala the all uh, just half naked people. They they because of like. I don't know what they actually should be called, and I don't want to offend anyone by calling them something that's wrong. So, <laughs> and, and calling them the half naked people is not gonna offend anyone. They they are half naked people. <laughs> yeah. So, oh uh, yeah. Um, sadly, again, just like with the first episode, I did not find any trivia for this episode. Uh-oh. Uh oh. It, I think that's probably going to be a, a thing with this AD series because it's, it's sadly not one of the more popular Hulk, Hulk anime series. Right. Um. Yeah. Now there, there is a the episode that I'm you know dying to get to. Um. Actually, it has a lot of really cool, like I don't want to call them Easter eggs, but a lot of little hidden gems in it. That that's cool. Little callbacks to Marvel. Yeah. It. The thing is, I, I something I have noticed. I feel like as a as a thing is that like Easter eggs being in these uh, in Marvel stuff, if a lot of the stuff early eighties and before that, there were not a lot of Easter eggs in stuff. I kind of feel like Howard the Duck was where really they kind of started being like, we're going to pack things full of Easter eggs. And I think, uh, and then after that, that at everything had Easter eggs. Um, like the the one of the only times where uh, I'm in like the '70s series where I found an Easter egg, a like really big Easter egg was in I think it was the New York City episode. There's a uh, there is outside of an office. There's uh, there is a Captain America shield. Oh, nice. A uh, a and like. Not even just like the the circular one that we know today. It like the original like the one like he crested yeah, uh, shield. They, yeah, like that he would use for his own SEO tours. I think it was called. Yep. Yeah. But which like you you really back then you didn't get many Easter eggs and uh, so that's one thing where I'm like uh, where I'm so happy how uh, Marvel has evolved because I love being able to find Easter eggs and things. Right. Like, even back in the 90s animated series, you would be you'd be watching I I forget how it went. I think it was Spider-Man had like a Daredevil Easter egg where he's like running in the background in the shadows and they just they just drop little stuff like that and then the Spider-Man X-Men crossover has little drops for both both series like marvel just does it right they always have i think like uh, i think with this show like like the biggest easter egg this show has is that stanley narrates it um which uh, which this is like one of the earliest times that stanley's done much of like any any kind of like appearance or or i guess not appearance but voiceover for uh for a marvel thing like 
I know as well, I think I think in the 90s Spider-Man series, he was like the mayor sign in it, I think. But I remember something, uh, one of the Spider-Man series, he was uh, he had a role in it. Um, he was he was on the final episode of the series where he crosses dimensions and ends ah. up in the universe where Stan Lee created Spider-Man as a comic oh, instead okay. of a it's it's yeah it's it's actually like the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. the the end of the Spider-Man animated series is kind of like their Spider-Verse where it brings in four or five different versions of Spider-Man and at the end Madam Web lets him go see like his creator and it's super cool wow and so and then this i would guess and uh, and for that that basically he was like the one above all all where since he's being the creator oh no it was just stanley this... like working in his office and okay and spidey just pops in and he's like oh okay. my god so it's, uh, so it's like kind of like a situation like with um Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, where he comes into literally our reality yep. and kills the comic book writers. Oh man, yeah, that oh, that's so cool. Uh oh, um, and then like, uh, and what's even cooler uh, is, um, uh, Madam Web was voiced by his wife, Joan. Nice, yeah, yeah. so they got to work I together. Hope they, uh, I kind of hope with the um. Into the Spider Verse sequel, across the Spider Verse. I hope they go to that '90s universe since, uh, and then as a callback to that final episode. I think that would be a really cool thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They uh, like, and then they with Stanley the uh, a. Uh, this is sign I'm really excited to be able to get to is once I get past the uh, as the '70s Hulk series. Stan Lee, his first ever live action cameo appearance is in the uh, in one of the uh, the TV movies for the uh, the seventies series. Yep, as he's in a, he's part of one of the jury. Uh, he's a jury member in a a case. Yeah, which is so cool. I don't I don't know which specific episode it is, but uh, I, oh, I, there's a there's another it, cameo. It, it's uh, uh it. It's not actually an episode. It is a uh, is a TV movie that came out in the nineties. It's called Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Yep. Yeah, there was that. And and it uh, also has Daredevil in it. Yep, I remember that. There was um the other cameo back in the Hulk was uh and then I think those uh, and I think I don't remember which of the two other uh, TV films it was, but it uh, but they're also one of them had. Uh, Thor in it. Yeah. Yep. That was it. Thor was in one. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm trying to think. I had it on the tip of my tongue. I don't remember if there was an. I don't remember if there was another one in in the other, um, Hulk film. I think they were planning on there being a uh being. So there was uh, definitely a, a fourth Hulk film they were planning on doing but they had to scrap it because of uh, bill bixby's death sadly right yeah um which i think if i remember right they were planning i think it was a spider-man crossover in that one actually that would have been awesome which uh which, yeah that would have been really cool which does another person where uh, that i really want to see hawk uh, all crossover within the mcu is spider-man yep we haven't seen that like, yet yeah like 
and honestly, it kind of sucks to me that they uh, that you're uh so because of the uh because of the last scene in Endgame being the uh being um Tony's funeral, you can't get uh, you can't really get introductions between characters now because uh because though we didn't see the introductions, they all met each other now. So we right. can't uh, which. I, uh, I for one, think it would be really cool to actually have like an introduction of Hulk meeting Spider Man, which we, it kind of can now happen because of the uh, what happened at the end of, of No Way Home. But if you uh, if you believe that uh, some things to happen in the comics, uh, Hulk should remember who who Peter is. Right. Yeah. So that's it. Which that also will only happen if uh, happen. One once once Tom Holland's willing to return to the role, uh oh, in several years, and also when uh, also, I don't know whether this uh, uh, they would legally be able to actually have Hulk appear because uh, because though Marvel Studios has a deal with Universal, Sony does not. Right, and I I'm wondering if that's part of the reason why they never chose Hulk to be a, a crossover character for the Spider Man films, or even in Civil War. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It, it Hulk, the Hulk, and other characters, and really even just like lots of character crossovers in general is like a really big thing that I want to see a lot of more in the MCU. Is like just two one-on-one character interactions, which we uh, that we haven't really got much of. Right. Um. Like, the only really ones I can think of right now is like you have uh, have um Hulk and Thor and Ragnarok and then Captain America with Black Widow and the Winter Soldier. Like aside I from would, that, well, Spider Man yeah, and Iron Man. Yeah, that. Yeah. Like another one that I really want to see is like uh, is Spider Man ha- uh, teaming up with. Our new Captain America, Sam Wilson. Like, yeah. just because of the, uh, just because in real life, it's hilarious. Their, uh, their banter together, and I wanted, I want them to bring that banter into the films. Right. They tried a little. I mean, they laid the groundwork in Civil War. Yeah, and then they never continued it at all. Yeah. They never had them appear in, on screen together again. And that kind of saddens me because I think that was really fun, uh, uh, fun having them on screen together. Yeah, those press those press tour videos of the two of them together oh, yeah. were hysterical. Oh yeah, they still to this day they still do uh, uh, do every once in a while bits of banter, whether it be on social media or at conventions that they go to, and it's just <laughs> hilarious. That's great. Oh man, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna get this uh, this episode uh, uh, wrapped up uh, up real quick. Like since we're uh, we're getting close to eleven o'clock, I don't want you to have to wait up too long to for this recording. Um, so uh, uh all right. So the the answer to the trivia question from earlier was the fear itself storyline. Yes. Have you ever read the fear itself storyline? I have the is fear fear itself is no, I, I I have not read it myself. I got the question online, so I can't really say much about it. All other than I know from uh, um 
the question that it uh, that Hulk turns into Null. Yeah, the world breaker. I don't believe I've read that all the way through. When you first started talking about it, I was wanted to call it Original Sin because that's a really cool storyline. I don't know if you know the history behind that. No, um, I don't. Somebody plucked out the Watcher's eye. Oh. And it basically explodes in front of Ooh. like the main cast of Marvel heroes and villains. And when the eye pops, it reveals what the Watcher has seen that other heroes didn't know. Oh, wow. So it tells like this. I don't know. I don't even know if they considered it canon or if it went back and forth. But it shows that like Tony Stark was responsible for Banner being turned into the Hulk. But they let Banner know that Stark's responsible so he goes after Iron oh, Man with, with all the rage. Why did they tell him that? Right. Like, that doesn't seem smart. But that's how they introduce, um, was it Angela from the Spawn comics into oh. the, the mainstream Marvel line? Okay. That's how she got brought okay. in. Okay, yeah. Was the original I, I don't know a lot about her. Uh, or the main thing I know about, uh, about her is... From, uh, is um, have do you ever uh, uh, watch a YouTube channel called uh, uh Film Theory? Uh, uh, um, it's hosted uh, 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 hosted by a guy named Matt Pat. He uh, he does these uh, uh, theories. What uh, is like they're always really ridiculous theories of uh, areas, but uh, but they're always really fun. And he I, he was like he uh, he say like he thinks that they could try and bring uh, a in. Angela in Thor: Love and Thunder for uh, uh or um I think it's like someone's love interest and it's be and it be it would be like a really big thing for them yeah. to do that. That would be huge. And I th- and like all of his videos, like watching it, is like it and like I I know this most likely are not gonna happen, but. It would just be so cool if they happened. Like uh, right. another one he did, uh, Ed, um, was one where uh, on during the I uh, went. I think it was either last year or the year before during the the Donny Cates Thor run where uh, our one where you had um the uh, like this uh I think it was the Black Winter who was going across different universes destroying them. Yeah, and he was like. Basing on like uh, I see on things like with Venom uh, and possibly coming into the MCU, the uh, the um Blade and uh, and Eternals, the uh, uh the uh, Gore being a part of uh, uh Thor, like um uh, and I, there were a couple other things that he mentioned. Like he was like Thor could be the uh, uh Thor could bring like the end of worlds, which would be like so crazy and so cool if they did that and uh i had sense and it also would tie into the fact that they're doing multiverse stuff right now right yeah since i think black winter and gore are supposed to be connected somehow like isn't like uh gore like all right or black winter like supposed to be like the one up from gore of like he uh he boss level yeah so uh and so that would uh, that would be really so cool. I don't expect it to happen, but uh, uh, yeah, if if you ever want some really 
interesting but like ridiculous theories uh, is i really suggest uh, as checking out film theory i will check that out yeah so, uh, uh, like hey, he uh he makes it uh, he's not like uh, let's say like I, I know you were mentioning on your podcast like you don't like how uh sometimes new rock stars uh, are is like presents their theories as fact he never presents anything as fact he's like uh, nice. uh, uh he in his videos he's like we're like he, he, he mentions like uh, like whenever you're doing Marvel theories, it's like he's like like ten percent of the time when I do theories, it ends up being true. Uh, oh, and he, uh, and he always makes a joke about how uh, how uh, how inaccurate he ends up being a lot of time. Nice, yeah. yeah that that whole new ro- it's not just like Wait, new rock stars. I, it's it's a problem in Star Wars fandom. Yeah, I it's everywhere. Like, I actually I, I like new rock stars and that and it's mainly just uh and they for me I like them not so much uh trying to get theories from them but I like it uh, I like it getting like the really in-depth analysis the they do yeah because because uh, like uh, as most podcasts I listen to they don't go that deep into episodes and right. that and I like finding the nitty-gritty from things yep yeah they do a great job on breakdowns it's just the whole you know Mm-hmm. imagination canon that, yeah you know I, but, I i read a little bit also, about this and it's so out of way they have now. one series that they uh they uh they have one series they do that it's kind of imagination canon but uh but they do it uh, they always say that it's not but it's not actually real stuff and it is um they have one series called rogue theory have have you seen any of the rogue theory episodes so yeah. oh basically rogue theory they will be uh, like they'll have like one host who presents with a question and they have like four people who give their most rogue and crazy and hilarious theories for uh for what that question could mean and i and like they don't uh, they make sure in those episodes at least they try to make sure to tell you like these are not real uh this is not don't take this as fact these are not going to happen but I I love love those just because I I love absolutely ridiculous series. Yeah, and they uh, and they go to some really ridiculous places. Uh, like that. Uh, I I know there's one of the uh, the people they have on there who like uh, like half their theories revolve around uh, around trying to get superheroes to have sex, which I find hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, you know, particularly just from that, like, it's not, it's not something serious. They're not telling you this is going right. to happen just, uh, uh, just from that. It's just yeah, something it's like, to goof around with. Yeah. Like, which I, I would love to be able to do something like that at some point, like, have, uh, like, my own kind of version of Rogue Theory, because I love the idea of, of bringing people's imagination into trying to create the most crazy and out there storylines for Marvel to go with. <laughs> I, I i would be so cool at some point if i if i could if i actually had uh, like the confidence to try and uh, to try and be the host of something like that i would love to, i would love to be able to do something like that or even just participate in something like that to uh add a kind of trying to make a game out of it right yeah who, who can who can crack the hosts up the most with their <laughs> yeah. wild theory oh man that would be, be great all right. Well, uh, um, 
thank you for listening. If you like this gamma analysis, please give a five-star review. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the episode, so please let me know. And if you'd like to listen to more from me, please subscribe. Many more gamma analysis from me coming, so keep on the lookout. This again is your host, Smash Trivia John, signing off.